guess what's back, dude? Fucking NASCAR, baby. Now, you may be still hungover from the Super Bowl, okay? You may be distraught from the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes saga continuing on. Now, this is why this is coming out later on a Monday. I was over watching a Super Bowl, and I couldn't handle the the pain, the suffering. Now, sometimes when I'm in the shower, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not religious. I don't believe in God, but, you know, maybe you do. And sometimes I'll sit in the shower and go, hey, close my eyes, water dripping on my face. And I go, hey, man, let's just have a better day. And you know what's better is that the Daytona 500 here. The Daytona 500 is here. It's Daytona Speed Week. We've got qualifying on fucking Wednesday. The duels on Thursday. We've got Trucks Friday, Xfinity Saturday, and the Daytona 500 Sunday. So welcome to the Hot Pass Podcast. If you guys are don't know, if this is your first time listening, if it's uh, welcome, if it's not, and welcome back. Okay, you guys already know. Rate, like, subscribe to the podcast on YouTube, everywhere you get your podcast for audio. All right, we're we're pumping out these YouTube videos. Now, the thumbnails might not be the best thing ever, but it's the content behind the thumbnail. You can't be judging a book by its cover. Your fucking grade three teacher said that. Okay, don't judge a book by its cover because you enter into this world. You see beautiful vintage t-shirts. I'm summoning the Lord himself, Dale Sr. Okay. We got Kevin Harvick, Bushlight Apple hat. Rest in peace, Bushlight Apple. And we're going for vibes today. Vibes today, okay? Go follow me on the Action Network as well. You guys would already, if you've listened to the Friday morning Hot Pass betting show, you guys already know my outrights. We might take one or two this coming Friday. We've got a busy week, okay? So go listen to that for the Daytona 500 outright picks we already know that Bubba Wallace is on that list. If you guys follow me on my Instagram, at FurlongEric underscore, you guys would have saw my clip come out, what was it, yesterday, Sunday, about breaking down how I love Bubba Wallace. He's a super speedway god. And on Friday, we had, if you do believe in the Lord, the Lord himself shining behind this light behind me and blasting on my face when I talked about one specific driver and just so happens to be his birthday today. I'm not spoiling anything. You have to go listen to that podcast, but it's his birthday today. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Big Six. Not Drake. Happy birthday. Okay. Now, let's move on. We've got a busy week, okay? Today, we're going to be touching on all the Hendrick drivers. Now, a lot of you are Hendrick haters, but more of you are Hendrick lovers. At least one of the four drivers, okay? So, we're going to dive into a little bit of their background. Okay, I've told you for weeks now that this is coming speed week. We're going to have an episode every day. Boom, boom, boom. Lay them out, right? So we're going to be touching on Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, Alex Bowman, and William Byron. But we're also going to be touching on what was going on during the week and the weekend since the last time you heard me since Friday or even Monday last week on the Monday morning podcast. Okay, so let's dive in. It was a good week. It was a solid week. We're still number five on the union list. Okay. We're still sitting here, but I've got plans. I was talking all week with my buddy from Fort Wayne, uh, Indiana, about going to the Daytona 500. Flights from Canada, way too expensive, dude. $1,000 just for the flight to fly down to like Atlanta and then to uh, end up flying. Like Then there was a layover for like four hours and then to fucking fly over to the Daytona. Not happening. Then obviously last minute Airbnb 
It's like a thousand dollars a night. And I'm like, you suck my dick. So next year, mark my words, Daytona 500. Eric will be there, uh, talking in third person for some weird reason. And we're going to make a lot of videos every single day. We're there. Boom, boom, boom. Big vlog. Uh, vlogs are really out of, uh, out of popularity, but we're going to try and bring it back. Okay. We have a lot of fun around here. So, but there's talks of me going to Atlanta. You guys already know I'm going to Vegas. Uh, the end of February, starting in March there. Uh, was it March 1st to the March 3rd is the race weekend. So you guys already know I'm going to doing that. But Atlanta's the weekend before. We're going to wait and see after the Daytona 500. If I'm still number five on the union list, we're going to buy tickets. My twin and I last minute fly down the Friday night and get there for Saturday, Sunday, fly back Monday. And then Wednesday after that, I end up flying down to Vegas. It's going to be a great time. Hopefully the weather's good enough because that's what we're truly waiting for is to see if we're number five on the union list to get hired or not. If we stay there and the, the it's looking like the weather's going to be good down in Atlanta, we're going to go. It's very cheap, actually. For Canadian, the flight out of Detroit is only like 250 something like that. It's very cheap. The whole trip or whatever without the tickets at the track because it's like 170 Canadian. The whole trip for my brother and I each is like 600 bucks. That's fucking cheap for a rental car, hotel, and uh, flight all together, 600 bucks. And then 170 bucks on top, easy. Then go to Vegas the next weekend. Oh my God. So I'm guaranteed one race, right? Like they're saying Vegas is cold right now, but I got to be guaranteed at least one dry Cup Series race. Knock it on wood. Okay. Because if they both rain, this is not a good way to start the year. If it rains in Vegas, dude. Oh. Actually, I just saw today on uh, Monday morning um, that uh, Nitro Circus is going to be in Vegas. Now, the girlfriend said, well, you get all your racing all weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So Thursday or Saturday nights, all these nights or whatever, I want to have my fun. And I went, okay, I get racing. This is what I love my girlfriend. I get my racing. And then we compromise with other things. So this is good. I love her. Okay. Anyways, let's dive into the nitty gritty. Okay. Was there a lot of news? Let me run it by in my head today. Was there a lot of news this week? I mean, obviously it's the Daytona Speed Week. So there's going to be more coming out by the time you guys listen to the Friday morning uh, betting podcast, which is going to be a lot because we're going to be talking trucks, Xfinity, and Cup. Uh, mainly trucks and Xfinity because that's exclusive to the uh, Friday morning betting pod. Um, so, and uh, the Action Network has everything else. So, um, but I don't think there was any other news really. Dean Thompson in the truck series has a beautiful green truck. He's going. I might sprinkle on him, man. He's it's fast. I'm gonna put money on him at Vegas. I think like a wee little sprinkle for like a top five. Uh, maybe not for the win, but you know, Raja Carruth, um, we are, I think we might've touched on, uh, he's inspire. Um, Oh, maybe we haven't, you know what? I don't think we did. Cause I think he announced it late last week. Um, but yeah, Raja Carruth is in the, uh, Spire truck. And then, uh, who was it again? Caden Honeycutt's getting an opportunity. I think it's in the 45 truck, uh, with Nice Motorsports. Uh, he's going to be sharing it with three other drivers, including Ross Chastain. But uh, big, big opportunity for him because I've talked about him in the past um, about 
about how he's ha- I, I'm not sure if I have touched on him if you ha- don't know Caden Honeycutt he's a super late model guy um, he's gotten a couple opportunities to drive a truck here and there um, but like to have uh, the opportunity in this style of truck or this team uh, you know a little bit better funded uh, team is man huge for the guy because he's got up op- he's he's so good dude if you watch late models he fucking will like start you know ninth tenth outside the top 10 and we'll drive up to second go win the race whatever he's got a lot of talent just the sponsorships and there's one thing that i'll always touch on is it's sponsorships right we're going to be talking about uh, a guy in a minute that drives for hendrick um that i think does have a lot of talent but mainly hasn't really performed in any other series but has a sponsorship so he's got the spot in hendrick um but uh it's just like Caden honeycutt doesn't really have the sponsorship so i'm really excited for him uh, to get that opportunity. Also, Kyle Steckley, Tuesday night on Flow Racing. He's going to be driving a super late model series. Now, I've been talking about it. If you follow me at FurlongEric underscore on all my social media platforms, I've mainly been touching on it on Instagram. I need to touch on it more on X. Um, but he's a kid from Milverton, Ontario. Okay. Um, he's His dad is a four-time Canadian NASCAR champion. Okay. Uh, even my grandpa has watched. I uh, talked to him, my grandpa, yesterday that he's been watching him for years race and, and win his dad. Right. And Kyle is 18 and uh, he's got an opportunity with uh, the same team, uh, super late model team that uh, Noah Gregson came up through. Uh, Frankie Muniz is driving for uh, last year in the Arca series. And uh, this kid, he's going to be racing against guys like William Swalich. It's a, a big 17 uh, year old that's coming up uh, through the truck series and everything and Arca and all this stuff. Um, and guys like Chase Elliott. So uh, go watch that race on floor racing. You got to pay like a hundred and something dollars Canadian a year or whatever for it. I think you can only buy the yearly subscription, but you get everything grappling, fucking uh, hockey, baseball, fucking college baseball, um, college football. I think maybe no, I lied on that, but then like you get everything wrestling, fucking racing, everything. Right. So, subscribe to that so you can go and see him race because uh, he's a little nervous he's, he was talking to me so he's gonna be on the podcast um in the uh, near future probably in the next upcoming weeks um he said that we might be able to do a podcast this coming wednesday so that'll come out at a later date because we just have so much going on with speed week um so i'll probably maybe over the time that i'm going to be in vegas i'll upload that just so uh, i've got some stuff covered while i'm bouncing around doing things down there um but the kid's got a great future for him. He's got a fucking list like this for racing this year. So I think he's racing 10 races down there um, at New Smyrna Speedway. He's got one this week and then uh, nine more to go. So big ups for him. I think he's uh, he's got a lot of talent and uh, he's young. So we're going to be hearing about him. It would be nice to see another Canadian get up into like the truck series Xfinity. So because we have Alex LeBay in the Xfinity series, he mainly shows up at like road courses and shit he drives in the nascar canadian pinty series and uh then you have like Stuart friesen who i mean he's lived in like down in like new york state or whatever for fucking years now and but he's originally from niagara on the lake canada and uh he fucking has barely lived in canada so he is technically canadian so we've got him and i cheer for him i'll put top fives on like these like mile and a half and stuff but other than that we ain't put money on Stuart friesen until we see that there's speed Anyways, let's dive into it. Let's talk about the Hendrick Motorsports drivers. This is going to be a breakdown for you guys that, you know, don't really watch NASCAR. It's new to you. You watch the Netflix series. You want to get a little info. You want to get a little personal with these guys. And I'm going to give you mainly my opinion. 
pulled a couple stuff. Now, am I the fax wizard? No. Okay. Am I, uh, do I know these guys personally? No. But do I watch a lot of their races? Yes. Do I want, would I love to be dabbing them up, eating Fruit Loops with William Byron? Shouts out the Netflix special. Maybe. Maybe I would want to wake up next to William Byron, open my eyes and go, hey, beautiful. Let's go get a bowl of cereal together. You want to build Lego on a Saturday or on a fucking uh, Wednesday because he races on the weekends? Do you want to build a Titanic uh, replica model boat out of Lego? Yeah. Is that kind of gay? Maybe. <laughs> but I digress on that topic. So um, let's just dive right in. We'll go start with Alex Bowman. Now, he seems William Byron and Alex Bowman seem like shy kind of guys, right? A little timid, right? It's like that when you go on your first date with a, gay, a gal, right? Almost said a gay. Oh, my God. When you go on your first date with a gay... Now, let me tell you, I went on a date with a gal one time. It was years ago. This is going to fucking blow your mind. Find out later. No kissing, no touching, okay? Felt something was off the whole time, okay? Go on the date. I'm looking. I'm going, something don't feel right, right? I can sniff out. Something's going weird. I sit down. And we're sit- it's a big table. Right, we're not even t- playing with each other's toes, okay? Just conversations. And I start looking at the neck and I go, Wait a minute, is this a dude? <laughs> Never told this story to nobody, so this is a podcast exclusive. I go, Is this a dude? Come to find. Now, don't assume I kissed this fucking man. Okay, well, it's a girl. Okay. However you stand, we're going to call it a girl for just for respect. Bowie knows. I'm sitting here going, motherfucker, I'm on the date with a dude. Now, looks like a fucking woman. You're on Tinder. Early on in the Tinder sphere, right? Back then, you didn't hear about a lot of the transgenders. Okay. And I'm sitting there going, something don't seem right. The, 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 there's a bump bigger than my bump on your neck. Now, could be a pimple? Maybe. Have we eaten anything yet? No. So I'm like, there's nothing stuck in your throat. So I ask. Now, did I wait a little bit to, to hear maybe a little bit of the voice? Maybe. Did I have a beard? Maybe to loosen myself up, go, maybe I'm seeing things. Maybe I need to just have a beard. Am I making excuses for myself right now? Yes. So we go, hey, I don't know how I got on this topic. But then anyways, later on, we're eating, and I just go, hey, I don't want to, it seems like a weird question, but are, are you dude? She gets offended and I go like this. Well, are you? Because I see you have an Adam's apple and a very structured jawline. Now, she doesn't have short hair. She has long curly hair, right? So I go, mm-hmm. And just seems so slender, barely any tits. I go, there it is. There it is. 
<laughs> oh. Anyways, maybe I shouldn't be talking about this on YouTube. Maybe I'm going to get flagged. Don't report me. But anyways, I go, hey, it's nice to meet you. I hope you have a great life. But I'll pay for your dinner. I'll put a 50 down. Here's a little extra for the tip. I'm out of here. And saved. I have the eyes of an eagle, just like Alex Bowman on uh, certain tracks. Let's dive right back in. I don't have any idea how I got over there, how I did that. My water bottle is way too far away. Anyway, <laughs> ah, I talked about it. Ah. Anyways, dodged a bullet. So anyways, Alex Bowman. Oh, how do we go back to this dude? Anyways, Alex Bowman, shy guy, right? Oh, that's how. Very shy, very timid, right? Alex Bowman, William Byron, very shy, very timid. Like meeting your first gal. And you got to open up. You got to just keep talking to them. You know, they'll get a little comfortable and they'll start opening up a little bit. Now, we saw that with William Byron on the Netflix series. A little, we had to see a little insight in him, right? Alex Bowman, No. Alex Bowman just seems like a very shy guy. Now, let me give you a little bit of facts here. He's born in Arizona, Tucson, Arizona, very dry place, but fantastic for driving. You know, I got a little notes here. So, you know, started racing in the year 2000, young buck. Okay, so he's four years younger than me. Or no, no, he started racing in the year 2000. What am I doing? The age of seven. Okay, so he's a little older than me. Um, but yeah, I started racing midgets and, you know, the Arkham Menards, uh, East and West and Xfinity and trucks and all la da da lands uh, a spot in Hendrick, right? Now, has he dominated in all these series? No. Did he dom? Did he do, uh, did he dominate in Arca, right? Ooh. Is the microphone popping a little bit? Maybe. Did he dominate in Arca? Yeah. Wow. Cool. Arca. Wow. It's like Jesse Love right now. L very good. It's a lot of people come up to Arca and can't do well, right? Um, but did he win in the truck series? No. Did he win in Xfinity? Yeah. But he was also been driving in the Cup series. So Cup, he started in 2014 and he won his first Xfinity race in fucking uh, 2019 or 2018. Yeah, Chicagoland. So it took you five years driving in the Cup. To fucking win in Xfinity. As he won in uh, NASCAR uh, Cup Series. What was it? He won, what, six races? Seven races? Let me see. Let me double check. Seven wins, 79 top tens, four poles. Now, three of those poles came at Daytona. Um, you're going to see that Toyota, unless this new car is different, um, Toyota, or sorry, Chevy and Ford, mainly Hendrick, is very dominant at winning polls there. So we're going to have a pole position uh, bet on those guys for sure um, and try and cash something, like like a, even like a Chase Briscoe or something, right? Or, so uh, in the Ford camp. So is Alex Bowman dominant? Is he a bit shy? Yes. So it's he's not dominant. He's very shy. He's hard to become a fan of, but some people like that. I watched some YouTube videos of... Uh, NASCAR YouTubers and they're big Alex Bowman fans. And I'm, I am, I, I'm not a big fan, but like, I'm a fan of them. Um, you know, you root for the underdog in the team, right? Out of all four, uh, out of all the four Hendrick drivers, he's, he's the underdog, right? That's why we're starting with Alex Bowman. And, um, do I think he's going to win a race this year? Yeah. I think, does he have a lot of work to do? Yeah. 
does he need to really start winning more races uh, to be able to keep his contract with Hendrick? Yeah, but at the same time, there's a lot of money coming in on him with Ally and all that stuff. So I don't think it's, I think he's just going to do just fine. But would it be nice to see somebody else in that ride? Uh, you know, I can name a bunch of guys. Yeah. Um, but we'll see down the road, right? But I don't think he's on the hot seat, really. The beginning of last year, he was really hot. I think he was first in overall points um, until he got injured. So he was finishing the top 10 a lot. You're going to hear about that a lot. Well, I think he... It's hard to say, will he win the Daytona 500 or uh, um, Atlanta Motor Speedway the first two races of the year? Uh, it's hard to say because it's really like a lottery. Like anybody, if you just get through the crashes and, and a lot of luck, you can win. But do I think he's going to win at Las Vegas? Do I think he's going to do well like he did at the beginning of last year? Yeah, I, I really do think so. I mean, you, just re you really need a big reset, right? Now... It's interesting to see how some of these drivers start the years, right, um, and, and then finish off. Um, a lot of those guys like Alex Bowman and William Byron end up usually having a lull through the summer and then come out maybe a little bit hotter coming into the playoffs. And, you know, but I, I think Alex Bowman will do great. He seems just like a nice young guy that, you know, it's easy to get along with, right? Uh, I wish that we get to see or I hope he does well this year so we get to see a little bit more about him in the Netflix series. Um, but, you know, I don't have too much on him, right? Like, there's not much to really talk about. He's been driving in, what, uh, the Cup Series for nine years? Uh, he's He's got seven wins. And it's hard to win in the Cup Series. So, obviously, he has talent, right? He's got put in the right situations to win races. Um, has he been dominant in a lot of races? No. But uh, I think that, uh, you know, he can he can do well. So, let's jump into William Byron, the guy that I'm not, like, the biggest fan of. So, because if you know me and you've heard, listened to the podcast, um, you already know that William Byron has lucked out on so many wins. So um, I don't want to dive too much into him because we saw uh, a lot of it in the um, in the Netflix docuseries. So go watch that full speed um, that came out like two weeks ago. Um, but, you know. I'll touch on it real quick. He was born in Charlotte, North Carolina, came up through iRacing, you know, and I, as a, as a video game guy, right. As a video game guy, I should be able to, uh, love him, but there's not much click in there. You know, now is it a little weird? It's like, it's kind of the similar as Alex Bowman, but what makes me mad not mad, but a little upset is how much credit they give him. Now, he's got a lot of talent. Yes. Okay, let's see how many wins he's got. Six. Before last year, he had four, right? Because I think he won, what, five or six races in the Cup Series last year. Right? Yeah. Four, five, or six. Something like that. So, anyways, he's, he was, he was like, had either five, four or five wins leading up to this year. And he's been driving over six years. Now, a little bit better than Alex Bowman, but they were about equal and they're very quiet all the time. They would come win a race in a year and that was it. One or two races, right? He had a breakout year. I just don't think this shouldn't be my opinion. I'm supposed to be giving you a background so you guys can like the guy. What was wrong with me? I'm not playing this mayor fair game. Okay. He's born in Charlotte, came out through iRacing, very likable guy, right? Just determined to win, and his parents end up, you saw it in the Netflix series, 
ended up getting them on the track and, and then they sh- uh, showed a lot of uh, a lot of experience right they didn't show a lot in the fact that he's like he's just very quiet plays with legos and and, and eats fruit loops and and his girlfriend is ryan blaney's sister so like there's not much to give you here um he drives in a legendary car number uh 24 so um there's that and i think that uh he's driving for a great team if you guys want to cheer for these guys, they're the top tier team. It's Hendrick, uh, Joe Gibbs, right up there. So those are the those are the two biggies. So uh, there's not much. Like I'm trying, I'm struggling just trying to be able to get you info here, right? Because there's not much. Like the Arca series, he didn't win. Um, the Craftsman Truck series, yeah, he won eight, right? Xfinity four. Okay. And he did a lot of top tens, right? But there's not much to give off these two guys, right? There's not much because they don't give you much. Now, if you want to jump into Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott, now you can do your research. We're not going to sit here all day and preach about, you know, the champion. What was it? The 2021 champion. Yeah. Of the, of the cup series. We know Kyle Larson, everybody loves Kyle Larson. If you don't love Kyle Larson, oh my God, what are you doing? Future Hall of Famer, future multiple-time NASCAR Cup Series champion. We already know. He's in the number five. He got his, uh, I think, what was it? He got his... I'm just trying to think of the team. What was the team that gave him his opportunity? Chip Ganassi Racing, right? He raced up through dirts, like on the dirt track uh, series or whatever, and midgets and and and, and uh, big wing stuff, right? Um, throughout his ent- entire childhood, right in California, California boy, a lot of driver, a lot of people. Which what's kind of crazy is the hate that Jeff Gordon got because he was like a, a you know West Coast guy and he was really good and all this stuff. Kyle Larson, West Coast guy, but gets overall love from the crowd, pretty much, right? Majority of the crowd loves him. There's something different there. I it's hard it's hard to explain, right? Both West Coast guys, both California guys, but Kyle Larson gets the love, majority of the love on the track. Maybe it's because he drives for Hendrick. I would assume. I would assume so. But anyways, Chip Ganassi Racing back in twenty fourteen gave him an opportunity. He drove down to Charlotte trying to get opportunities to drive. Chip Ganassi Racing gives him the opportunity and he starts out humming, right? Like did he win a lot of races? No. But was he fucking competing to win races? Oh, yeah, dude. And then when he had this race, now, this may deter you, right? Um, when COVID was going on and they were doing iRacing, I have to touch on it, guys. For the people that have been watching NASCAR, I have to touch on it, right? Um, he said the N-word during iRacing or whatever, right? Now, I'm not giving him any uh, you know, leeway on it. Uh, but we kind of move on from it. It was like a spur of the moment thing. He did the training he had to do. Lottie, dotty, dotty, right? It's not a simple thing to just get over. Some people will still not like him. He's, he's a great racer and people slip up in life, right? So Kyle Larson has to take a year off, right? He goes and he races in his uh, on the dirt tracks and everything, Australia, New Zealand, uh, the States, Pretty much everywhere he can race throughout the year, which he likes, and he thought there was gonna be, uh, there was never going to be another opportunity for him to race in the Cup Series ever again, um, because of what he did and what he said, and you know he said he was you know becoming at peace with it, 
um, and uh, he was just going to raise dirt, and he was going to make a lot of money doing that. So, um, but then uh, he gets a call from like he he does all of his training. He gets a call from Mr. Hendrick, basically paraphrasing everything that happened, but are summarizing it up in a, a short form here. Um, but they're going to a four crew, uh, four car crew, expanding. The number five's coming back, Kyle Larson. Um, and then Kyle Larson, the year he comes back, um, wins the championship. How many races did he win? It was astronomical. Let me look. We're going to try and find it here. You got 10. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, listen to these stats, all right? This is why it's like, man... The past is the past. We move on. We learn from it, right? The man, the worst thing we could have let him do is leave and go drive in dirt for fucking a year because the man came in swinging and he was hot. 10 wins, 18 stage wins, 20 top fives, 26 top tens. And listen to this number, 2,581 laps led and an average finish of 9.1. Now, if there was numbers available to bet in Canada at that time, I think it was a year later that uh, betting came available, we would have cashed a bag on Kyle Larson all the time. Top 10s probably would have been a shitty number. Top 5s would have been maybe about even, maybe a favorite. Top 3, oh, buddy, we would have been cashing bags. And then ever said, like, he he's going to be in the uh, top, or the, I would say, Top eight every time. So if you want a dominant driver that's going to, he's going to be checkers or records, but he's going to be there competing for wins every every single fucking week. Well, unless it's a super speedway, he's not good at super speedways unless he goes and wins his Daytona 500. But he usually is crashing at super speedways. So highly do not recommend ever betting him on super speedways. Um, if you're going to bet a head-to-head, bet the other guy uh, against him, which I don't bet head-to-heads on super speedways. <laughs> We heard that in the Friday morning betting show. Um, but I would bet against Kyle Larson if they give the opportunity. <laughs> because he's just not good. But everywhere else, I mean, if you want to hedge your bet with a Kyle Larson fucking uh, top three or a win, uh, if you're going to bet some longer shots to win races, it's Kyle Larson, man. Um, if you want a guy that's going to be around for a long time and he's going to be dominant and uh, you like to be like a, a bandwagoner like Taylor Swift and Ice Spice and all that shit, with the Chiefs, it's kind of the same thing. Hop on the bandwagon and let's ride, baby. Okay? That's all I have to say. Just a dominant guy. Now let's move into the dog himself, Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott, man, come on. Handsome devil. Now the girlfriend likes Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott. She goes, Ch- uh, Kyle Larson has funny looking ears. But other than that, handsome guy, Chase Elliott, he goes, beautiful. Now, a lot of girls like Chase Elliott, handsome guy. If you don't know what he looks like, pop it up on the screen for you. Many feek, beautiful man. Now, if you had long hair and no tits, and I was sitting across the table from him, maybe would have slept with him. Maybe would have slept with him. Probably not, but there's a possibility. Because if I find out you have millions, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. You're going to have to. You're going to tell me you're not? Come on, dude. And I'm not even gay. What are we talking about? William Clyde Chase Elliott II. This is nine years. Born November 28th, 1995. <laughs> Dude, who knew his name was William Clyde Chase Elliott II? 
Not me. Didn't know it was William Clyde. Change it. That's why his nickname is Chase. So, anyways, uh, yeah, Dawsonville, Georgia, the pool, Dawsonville pool room. His dad, legendary. If you don't know the Dawsonville pool room, go look at it. Um, doesn't even serve alcohol because it's the South. Oh my God. Um, but anyways, anytime Chase wins, they ring a big fucking horn and shit in the town. Beautiful. He 2020 uh, NASCAR Cup Series champion. Um, and uh, Hanson Devil's dad is a legendary NASCAR driver, uh, Bill Elliott. Um, would say the most handsome devil in the world, but dominant NASCAR driver. I have a booger in my nose and it's bugging me and I can't drink water. I'm parched. Okay. We're going to wrap this up shortly, but um, you know, Bill, El- Bill Elliott is a legend and we all knew that at some point uh, Chase Elliott will come up and, and uh, you know, do well, right? Man's won a lot. Uh, let's go. Let's go to his numbers here. In the Cup Series in his nine years, 18 wins, 152 top 10s, and 12 poles. Okay. Now, did he win a race last year? No. Is he going to win a race this year? Yeah, I honestly think over two and a half on the betting lines. Um, because I think, it, I honestly, and I put money on him for the day 2500. Go listen to the Friday morning betting show. Um, he's going to be good. He's got too good of an equipment, too good of uh, a crew chief, uh, Alan Gustafson. Um, God, my nose is so itchy, dude, um, to be doing what he did last year. But yes, he got suspended. He got fucking, uh, he got broke his leg and, and, and there's so many things, but he's, 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 he's done the work. Let me give you the numbers. Okay. Arkham Menard series West. He, he won one. He, he, he raced four races over three years. He won one race, got three top tens. Okay. In 26 races in the Arkham Menard Series East over two years, one win, 15 top tens. Arkham Menard Series, the main one, 12 races over three years, one win, uh, 11 top tens. So good, right? It's hard to win races. Definitely when you're young, right? Um, God, my nose is killing me, dude, and I'm smacking the microphone now. What's happening? Truck Series, 18 races over seven years. Like He's raced in, uh, in the one race here and there while he's driving in the cup series. Right. So take that for like, you know, take that for a grain of salt because he's won three races, 15 top tens and three poles. Xfinity series, five wins, 67 top tens and two poles over 83 races. So 67 top tens over 83 races wild. And that includes some time or whatever while he's uh, like, he raced at Pocono this summer, this past summer or whatever as well. So the man's the man's done it, right? He's won the championship while he was young. So was that four years ago? When's his birthday? November. So what he was he like? 24, 25, 25, I think he won. Yeah, he was 25 when he won the championship. Insane. So he's going to be in the championship four. He's going to at least be in the top eight. You want he's got Napa auto auto parts. He used to have a Mountain Dew. You can find some jackets or some shirts somewhere. Um, he's got, uh, plenty of sponsorships. Okay. Napa being the main one. All right. Beautiful outfits. He's got the money. He's got the looks. Does he have the personality? I've seen videos. He has the personality. Okay. He's got the funnies. He's got the looks. Okay. And he's not, and he's the favorite driver every fucking week. Right. Everybody loves chase. He's NASCAR's most popular driver. 
Now, some people want to take the underdog. And we're going to touch on that later on in the week on these smaller ones that I think like such as RFK that are underdogs and you can root for them, right? These are the these are the tank teams. If you like taking favorites or get into NASCAR, but remember, he's 28 now, right? He's turned 29 uh, at the end, like after this season or whatever. He's going to be here for a long time. He's probably going to be racing into his 40s, early 40s. Uh, so if you want a guy that's going to have the money behind him, uh, he's going to be winning more championships. I think he's going to win Daytona 500s. Um, he's going to, he's going to be dumb. Like mile and a half. He's usually not the best at, uh, that I've seen, um, such as like, even like Michigan's, uh, you know, it's a two mile track. Um, but races are like intermediate and, uh, he's not very good at it, but there's other tracks where he's so dominant and road courses. Once he figures out road courses, cause in the gen six car, he was dominant, man. He was winning like every fucking road course race. If he can figure out in the gen seven car winning, and on uh, now that we have stage stages back, I'm going to be seeing a, probably a win at Watkins Glen and a Chase Elliott car. So the guy that's going to be around for a, lot, a while, he's got the looks. I mean, if you're a girl, whoo shit, you're going to be killing it. You're going to be like, oh my God, I love Chase. Oh my God. It's going to be like the Travis Kelsey effect. Oh, he's, you know what? He is actually kind of handsome. Oh my God. Yeah. Bitch. I don't even know what I'm talking about any, anymore. Anyways, that's what I'm talking about. Chase Elliott, number one in my books. Fucking love Chase. Kyle Larson, number two. Honestly, Alex Bowman over William Byron. Um, for some weird reason, you may think differently, but um, but those are the guys, right? Dominant Hendrick Motorsports powerhouse team. So that's been the podcast. Okay. Remember to like, share, subscribe. We had some funny stories, didn't we? We had some funny stories this week. Almost slept with a guy. Thank God we dodged it. And uh, it's Daytona Speed Week. You guys are going to hear from me tomorrow. We're going to touch on Joe Gibbs Racing. We're going to break down a lot of those guys. And the, the day after that, probably some 2311, some RFK in there. And uh, then it's going to be touching on qualifying what's going on. And then it's going to be the duels Thursday night. We might live stream something. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, uh, I hope you guys rate, like, share, share the podcast. Go on YouTube. Watch the video. Um, share it with your friends because Daytona is here. NASCAR is back. I'm excited for all season to be doing this podcast with you guys, having interviews um, with some drivers, having some interviews with some creators that are like, for example, the one from Junior Motorsports that's coming up um, in the next coming weeks as well. And uh, you guys will be hearing from me tomorrow. All right. Have a great day. Enjoy it. And we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. This has been the Hot Pass Podcast. This is Eric. Talk to you guys later. See you.